I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back. No, this isn't uh, Welcome Back Codder, is it? No, this is The Doggy Pod with Rob, Dr. Rob Zammert. showing your age. Uh, those sitcoms, they used to be great. For, for, <laughs> for anybody under, God, 40, there used to be a show called Welcome Back Cotter, which thankfully Rob didn't try to sing too much <laughs> of. Anyway, and that's why Rob needs a producer like me. I'm Stephen Peters, to keep him in line. Otherwise, he would just be sitting here singing and doing things that don't make for good listening. Have you ever been told by your neighbour that your dog's barking all the time mm-hmm. when you're not at home? No, it, it's a very common problem. You go out and your dog barks all the time? Oh, boy. So what can you do about that? Well, and I guess, yeah, unless you get the note under the door, you wouldn't know that your dog's been barking because no. you're not there. So that's always a bit of a tricky one. Um, we're also going to talk about uh, elderly dogs, uh, and what happens when they start to get a bit of a weak bladder and start having a bit of a wee in the house and, uh, and you know, like when they're asleep and just they just have a weak bladder, what, is there anything we can do about it? And our breed of the week has become one of the most popular breeds in the world. Mm. And would you believe Australia breeds some of the best in the world of the Border Collie? Oh, yeah. Scottish breed really? that has found a great home in Australia. One of the great herding dogs. Now, um, normally we'd ask, or I'd ask you what, what, what you've been up to this week, mm-hmm. Rob, but uh, yeah. I did want to talk about, you posted a couple of weeks ago on Instagram, and that's why people should definitely follow us on Instagram, because Rob's always putting random stuff there. But you had some video of this dog um, that I think you Which had one? just uh, had laying down to do an operation on with this hugest tumour on its neck. Oh, no, it wasn't a tumour. Well, oh, it, like it was bigger than its head. Yes, it looked like a big tumour, didn't it? It was what, so what was big. It? It, was, it was certainly bigger than a tennis ball. Oh, uh, it, was the, it was a, a, a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel, hmm. and the this thing on it was quite enormous. But what, what would... So, okay, so hmm. if anybody wants to check this out, just go back on our Instagram you and you'll it. see yep. the little video. Thank God Rob uh, didn't post a video of what he had to do next. Yes. And I've I, seen it and it's I, not pretty. I cut it and it... Po- talk about doctor 
pimple popper, it, the pus just it oh, literally so burst on, out. Backtrack a bit. What what was it? It, it wasn't was an a abscess. It, it was, was a abscess. big abscess, most likely a grass seed, because it's under the neck. That's the most common cause of grass seeds. A common what, so cause of abscess. The dog just got it from getting a grass seed yeah, stuck in its Yeah, most fur. likely that's that's what it would have been the cause. We couldn't find it because I'm telling you when I cut it it really popped everywhere pus went it went all over my arm and it stunk oh Stephen lucky we don't have smell of it as well I've got the video of popping it um, no you're not going to post that I refuse to let you post it but how, how I mean just yeah have a look at it if you haven't seen it but um, this this absence was, was was so big how did it get that big like uh, and the owner's not realized oh, not because it was earlier. under the neck they you know just didn't see that it was growing there and all of a sudden bang it came right out and to the point where it could also affect the um the trachea the tube that you breathe through yeah. was getting pressed so his dog was sort of snoring to breathe and having difficulty so we had to knock it out quickly and we lanced the actual abscess and boy like i said it poured out then we have to cure it to make sure we get all the, the what's called the capsule out of the of the abscess and what's the capsule? This, what's that? Well, <clears throat> the body when something like a when something like a, a grass seed goes in, the body walls it off and to try and get rid of it, and it walls it off with a, right. a fibrous capsule. But if you don't get rid of all that, it'll the, the abscess will keep coming back. So we had to cure it inside very carefully because in that area, in the, the high neck area underneath. There's so many structures. There's the thyroid glands, of course. There's also a little thing called the jugular vein. We yes. don't want to cut that. The carotid artery, no way. Oh. And then there's a big nerve called the vagus nerve that runs down the left side, which regulates your heartbeat and things, you know, other things that it regulates. So you've got to be very careful and yet very firm and vigorous in the areas that you do uh, curette. You've got to get rid of all this muck and this all these clotted bits of blood and pus oh it was just it was unbelievable and people that like seeing that wow oh, they thought that was spectacular people like seeing that yeah they? don't ask me but i'm not posting it I'm not no posting please, it. Don't, please so don't. after you finish unless by popular demand but you know i well, don't think it's good it's not you wait and see no, people are going to write in and say post it post no, it no i've seen it it's not good then um, we, we put uh, I, I put um four drain tubes in there to keep draining it with you know, drain tubes are it's like this um rubber if you like a bit of plastic rubber and you put it in there so it keeps draining everything out and doesn't allow the bottom part where i've put the hole does not allow that to heal if that healed over then any bacteria trapped in there it would all start over again so we keep it open and we keep flushing it and flushing it and of course give antibiotics uh, the dog's dog went home and some days later we take the drain tubes out but keep on flushing it because with any abscess you want them to heal from the inside out if they just heal on top the abscess comes back it well, needs to heal from the inside out what about all that extra skin it, it all gets taken up as the body you know, the body will contract oh, so you that. don't have to cut that away or no anything. no it hadn't stretched long enough it's not like if it had stretched, if it was an obese dog and, and we did some sort of liposuction, okay, you've got too much skin, we've got to fix that up. Not so in this case. Basically, we just allow it to just contract back up. So in the, in the wild, if that dog had 
gotten that um, yep. and it was untreated, what would happen? Would it just choke it? One of two things. Either it would burst, hopefully, to the outside and the dog would live. And um, But, you know, if it burst and kept on draining until and healed from the inside, it would be all right. But very likely it, that skin was very thick in that area. It would have probably choked, correct? Oh. Or toxins would be released into the bloodstream and the dog would get very sick, one or the other. What just... just uh, out of interest, what was the dog's name? Do you oh, remember? No, I don't remember. Oh, okay, never mind. Well, let's hope he's okay. Uh, I'm sure he is. It was a girl. I remember it was a girl, but I can't remember her name. I'm sure she's in very good hands. So, uh, have any of the dog owners out there ever had a little note slipped into their letterbox saying that their dog barks during the day while they're out at work or uh, out going out at night or whatever? Um, I know certainly where I live, there's a couple of dogs that uh, bark during the day, and I'm sure their neighbor, their, their owner has no idea that their dogs are barking. What can you do? How do you keep mm. a dog active and busy and you know? Not, yeah, wa- no, not wanting to bark when mum and dad aren't around. A lot of things. You're not meeting the dog's needs, that's for sure. Well, because you're, you're not there, I guess. Well, yeah, but you're not meeting them before or after. You know, it's The dog Ooh. is crying out for something. I mean, one of the things that could be happening, I'm left here all the time, I'm hardly go for walks, etc. Uh, I have to guard the place. So every time someone walks past or every time a dog comes past, they're going to bark. So... It's mm. ideal if you can get some sort of fencing where they can't see and the outside. That's really important oh, yeah. for a barking dog. So there's no visual stimulus, at least. If you can add to it something to distract any sound, that can also help by having, say, a radio on all day. Or better still, have a loop version of all the Doggy Pod episodes all day. Fantastic for the dog. So um, you would you would do that to a dog? Just yes. have it listen to your voice all day. Yep. yep. And one that, well, actually, quite funny. In the kennel, our dogs are very rarely in the kennel, but when they are in there, I play the doggy pod for them. <laughs> and I, I wonder if they still think, "Where are you, Dad? Where are you?" I oh, don't that's know. kind of interesting. But yes. the other thing I also play is classical music. Uh, studies been done with dogs, and they prefer they're much more cultured. The species are far more cultured than we are and they love classical music that's because it's soothing I yeah guess. i guess well yeah how do I they know. know if you've got uh, some of Tchaikovsky's overtures with cannons going not so soothing yeah. but yeah, they still like it yeah i don't know how they do it but they there's a big study done about music and dogs they so, do love music so would it help then to just leave the radio on a classical channel and, yes yeah yeah that's this is the beginning of the help there's a lot more to do the other thing you've got to do is um, mentally stimulate them obedience classes not sending them off to be trained but you take your dog once a week to an obedience class and they teach you to train the dog hmm. and you do five or ten minutes before you leave the house of dog training with the dog so there's men- mental stimulation leave some secret treats around the place hiding them that has helped uh, you know, those kongs that they make where they people stuff oh, yeah, treats yeah, in there, yeah. especially if you stuff something hard to get out, like a bone or something, that, that can really help. So lots of things for them to do in the backyard. Some toys that can you know, get to a dog that's a bit driven by retrieving or playing with 
a ball, a hard ball that they're not going to chew up into small bits, swallow and get blocked and have to go to the vets. Now, just a hard ball that they can play with and some other toys around the place. And I've had people that have been very serious about it and have built like a maze in their backyard for the dog to walk through and walk around. It's just a different, something a little bit different. And so it's through, anything to stimulate them. And through the maze, they leave little treats here and there for the dog to find. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it stimulates them. And then when you get home, don't forget, obedience lessons again and a bit of time with the dog. This can help satisfy. If all these things don't work, and sometimes they don't, then you've got to think about some of the devices, like a citronella collar that will um, puff citronella into their face every time they bark. And so <laughs> the dogs don't like the smell, and they quickly associate their barking with a citronella. And in a lot of cases, not every case, they will stop barking. So is that something that's easily, you could buy that at most? Oh, yes. Any pet shop would, would sell a citronella collar, for sure. I've never heard of that. Okay. But, you know, generally most dogs probably just sleep most of the day, don't well, they? Well, yeah, I mean, that's what they do in the wild. You know, people mm. think, oh, my poor dog's at home alone, laying down, sleeping. What do you think they do in the wild? They mm. don't go running around. They look at us and think we're idiots. You know why they think that? Because we are. But dogs, they're sensible. Take it easy. You know, we've eaten. Let's calm. It's sunny out there. We don't be running around in the sun. We don't get to hunt in the sun in the middle of the day. We've got water near us. That's all we need, and then we're fine. Life's good. Yep, that's the way. Live like a dog. Now, I know a dog that I'm not going to name because I might embarrass the dog, and I know this this uh, this is a, a regular listener of the doggy pod but she is getting on in years she's about 14 or so and um and you know is, is house trained like all dogs but she's getting on a bit and she's just this mother's day celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from blue nile whether it's for your mom a mother figure or yourself as a mom find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Got a weak bladder now. Yep. She'll be lying down for an hour or so just on the couch or wherever and um, she'll get up and there's a bit of a wet patch or the same on the end of the bed or whatever. Um, but at the same time, she'll still go outside when she needs to go to the bathroom. But is that just a weak bladder? Is that what that is? And is that common for dogs getting older? Look, just as people get, have weak bladders as they get older, mm. you know, we start our life in nappies, we finish in nappies <laughs> if we live to old age. Um, dogs can get it too. I mean, when I get the dog in that's got urinary incontinence like this, first thing I do is check that it doesn't have any stones in the bladder. 
so we ultrasound or maybe even x-ray mm. we check there's no infection in the bladder we send some urine away for culture we check there's no blood you know, other problems of diabetes or any of the metabolic problems if all these turn out negative mm. then yeah it's just old dog incontinence but the, we don't just leave it there there are things that can be done mm. short of putting a nappy on them and you can actually do that people can buy nappies for dogs and yeah. that are av- available but um there are drugs as well that can help drugs mainly for females you don't have as much success with males mm. as you do with females with a lot of these drugs to, for some reason uh, but there are hormonal replacement therapies that i use i, I prefer some of the hormone replacement th- therapies because they tend to be um, almost curative for a while you can leave them on for a while and then stop and the dog's okay for quite some what time what is that afterwards. like a pill yep a yeah, pill a um, there are tablets you can use daily you can there are tablets you can use twice weekly uh, there's liquid forms that you use daily as well the liquid forms are also used for males but they say don't get as much joy with male dogs and we don't know why but we do use a um i, I sometimes write our prescriptions for a drug called pseudoephedrine which we use for, it's the old pseudofed that mm-hmm. was called, so, um, antihistamine, and that works very well in male dogs. That's the best drug I have for male dogs. And it has to be given each day, but yeah, it can help them with urinary incontinence. Urinary incontinence isn't just a matter of, oh, well, I'll just put up with it because I love my dog and it's just a wet patch that I have to clean up. Mm. The incontinence can lead to infection. Yeah, right. Because li- the dog's lying down on the ground, it, the bacteria um, form... Yeah, up in the in the wet area, and think, wow, this is good, and it becomes an ascending area for the bacteria to track up to the bladder, and if that's constant infection there, it can go up to the kidneys and cause even more problems. So, you've got to try and regulate, to try and um, contain the problem, so that they don't get secondary infections as as well as just the discomfort and the smell around the place that they can cause. So, just as a starting point. Um what did you say? Pseudoephedrine? For, for male dogs. For female dogs, I prefer one of the hormonal ones. So that would mean, yeah, go, going and seeing your vet. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And explaining it to them. And is it is it something that can kind of come and go? Or is it once it starts, that's kind no, of No, with, with females, with male dogs, it tends to be stays there unless you treat them. You've got to just treat them all the time. Females, I often find I'll give them hormones for a while. And uh, then I'll just see by backing off and stopping them and seeing if it's come back. It will come back. And it's usually worse mm. in winter, you know, ah. in the cold months. So it will come back. And that's when often I have a lot, some, a lot of females that are treated just during the cold months, like they start in mid or late autumn and go through winter. And in spring, they'll often stop medication. Oh, okay. All right. So it's 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 not the end of the world. It's it's, it's not, and but you should do something about it for your dog's sake because you don't want an old dog giving an infection that's going to knock out their kidneys. That's just not on. Yeah. Good to know. Thanks, Rob. One of the most beautiful and popular dogs in the world is the Border Collie. And, um, and incredible, I mean, they come across as incredibly intelligent 
dogs, uh, particularly in herding, in particular, uh, particularly in New Zealand. I mean, where they use them to herd sheep, which they do here in Australia too, don't they? Mm-hmm. I think, oh, right? very much so. Yeah, they're yeah. out west. A lot of the border collies, working border collies, are out west for sure. So, what's what's the background? Obviously, that's well, that's the, their background. The border is dog. actually the border between Scotland and, and England. Would you believe? Ah, uh, that's where they were started. They're a Scottish breed, and uh, very like all Scotsmen. Very intelligent. <laughs> Why are you saying that? You're not Scottish. No, but I've got Scottish friends okay. Okay. <laughs> um, who listen to the show. I have. So yeah, the, 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 but they are. They're extremely energetic dogs with a lot of drive to work, to want to work. They have stamina galore. They'll go all day yeah, out yeah. west. You know, and, and remember, they come from a cold climate, yet they've adapted to Australia. And they will work even out west in, in hot conditions for their owners because they want to please their owners. They want to be there helping. They've got this natural herding instinct that's um, in there. And then they have to be trained, just like all dogs. But once they're trained, boy, they can stare out a ram and have a look and you know see what's going on. They can move sheep. One dog can move a big, big flock of sheep, far, even faster than people on motorbikes. The thing that strikes me when you see them working, you know, because they are working dogs, this intense stare that they have when they're looking at, you know, what they're supposed to be hurting, it's quite quite amazing. Yeah, and that stare is part of what they have to do when, you know, if a big ram is going to try and go past them, hmm. they will stare that ram out. And that's why in um, a lot of the working dogs, they don't like them with too much white on their face because they feel that the stare isn't sufficient to stare out a ram. I'm not sure if that's true or not, but I know with border collars, they will stare right back at the ram that's looking at them and the ram thinks twice before trying to charge at a dog like that because they think, oh, that dog's serious. It's looking at me. And, and, yeah, they just are able to do that just by looking at, at rams and at sheep and the you know, front of the flock if they have to, to turn them around. Whatever it takes, I'll stare that animal out and off they go. You know, they'll nip the heels and move the flock left or right or wherever they're told, wherever the whistle comes to move the animals. And they'll get them into yards. They're good yard dogs too because sometimes you get dogs that are good herding out in a paddock but not necessarily good herders in the, in the yard well the border collie is a utility dog when it comes to moving sheep and cattle and uh, they can do that pretty much anywhere be it yard dogs where they're trying to separate some animals out or uh, put them through a gate uh, they're just excellent excellent dogs but they're also a great family dog nowadays yeah, there's lots of them. But they would need lots of running around, wouldn't they? Well, there's a couple of things you can do with if them. There's no herding to be done around <laughs> the backyard. What are they, you know, no, they going to occupy themselves with? Just about every um, city in the world that, that has, you know, Western City that has dogs, usually has on the outskirts people that want to teach dogs to herd. And, you know, they'll have sheep. For example, in Sydney in Australia, there's there's herding places on but the But wouldn't outskirts. that just be making it worse? Because then, then the dog would want to think, would, would think, oh, I'm loving this, now I want to go and herd some sheep, but you end up back home in the backyard. No, but you go out once a week or once a month and herd sheep, and that need to do that is satisfied. Right. And yeah, next week I'll come back and do it again, or next month I'll come back and do it again. That need again is satisfied. And so the dog's not a nuisance at home. It's more relaxed, a lot more relaxed. A dog that can satisfy its needs, especially when they're 
uh, innate you know, DNA in their DNA mm. so much to want to do this. A dog that has that satisfaction of doing it is just a calmer dog at home. And uh, that's what I found with Border Collies. Border Collies that do go out and do a bit of herd, herding work and it's available all around the place. You can you know, check with, in America, check with the AKC. They, they'll put you the American Kennel Club. In uh, Australia, you can check with the uh, Dogs Australia. They will put you on to people that do herding uh, training for your dogs, even trials if your dog's good enough. So and if you've got a Border Collie and you live in a city and it's never actually done any herding, it feels like it should just because, as you say, it's innate. It's it's in in its DNA. That's what it was born to do. So, you know, maybe once or twice in its life, it should go out and chase some sheep. 100%. But I bet you it's done some herding, not necessarily sheep. Mm. It, it herds the family up. You Any Border Collie that mm. is a good family dog and they take out, you'll see it running around if it's free. It'll run around trying to herd the family up. They, they, that's in their DNA, and they will satisfy it. They will have it satisfied. You know, they demand that satisfaction of doing it. And people say, yeah, my dog's always herding the kids up or herding us up. You can see it in them. It's just a fun thing for them to do. They enjoy it. They're bred for it, and they want to fulfil that need. They can't help themselves. Now, the thing is, they're not an aggressive dog. Oh, gosh, no. no, no, no. But, you know, what would happen if one day... The, a rogue sheep or ram said, no, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not moving. Um, you, you can try and herd me all you like, but I'm staying right where I am. Would, the, would they attack the sheep? What oh, would they do? They'll nip give at it? it? Give it a nip. If it's, if it's coming head on, it'll get a nip on the nose, and that'll turn it around very fast. Okay. If it's not going through a gate, they'll come right up behind it and scare it a bit or maybe give it a little nip, and that'll move it along. So, so they, they'll, they'll go there if they need to. They're, if, yeah, they're not going to go in there and just tear sheep apart. Of course not. I mean, that's useless to the sheep and to the mm-hmm. farmer. Um, they know what they're doing with it. They Some training, of course, to make sure they're, they're not overtly aggressive about their work in any way. But also, they just seem to innately know. They, as I say, it's in their DNA to know what to do. Wow. Impressive. Hey, Stephen, we're almost done here now today. but uh, Hey, that's what I normally say. Oh, I know. Because then before, we, but before we go, a little update and a little oggy at obedience classes. One guy said he was the best dog there in the obedience class. <laughs> was yes. that you? Oh, well, I wasn't going to tell him it was me. Yeah. He was the best little puppy. Am I a proud dad? I think I am. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, he's going, so for people who, who may not know or may not remember, Oggy is... Is sort of the doggy pod official mascot, mascot. that that, yes. um, that Rob's now got with all of his other dogs. And Oggy is how old now? What? Um, oh, he's uh, quite a few months old now. Yes. He's, he's quite tall, like for a little puppy. You think, wow, he's a big boy. So he's um, a purebred German, German shepherd. shepherd. Yep, yep. His dad comes from Germany, actually. Actually, imported oh, really? from Germany. And his mum comes from out west at Orange. And uh, oh, he was okay. born and bred in Orange, in, in New South Wales, Australia. But he's a sweetheart of a dog. Right. More than anything else, it's his temperament that I wanted and, and have got. And he's really, he's going to be in obedience trials before too long. So you'll be able to see some of those on Facebook or and the Doggy Pod. Well, more often than not, he, he sits in with us when we're recording episodes. He's not with us today. I think he's out doing something outside. He's very busy. He's got stuff on. Yeah, he can't always hang out with the old folks. Um, anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, as always, follow us on Instagram and, and tell your friends. 
See you next time, folks. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.